Welcome back to the Lydia McGrew channel. Today I'm going to be giving the fourth in a series of Easter readings. I plan to release this on the Sunday after Easter. So if you missed numbers two and three, they were released during the week. Go back and find those if you're interested. These readings are on the significance of the bodily resurrection of Jesus and the way it relates to the restoration of all of nature. In Romans 8, Paul talks about the fact that nature was made subject to futility. I read that in my first Easter reading, which was released a week ago on Easter Sunday. The reading today is going to be from C.S. Lewis's book, Miracles, from a chapter called The Chapter Not Strictly Necessary, where Lewis is talking about the fact that the supernatural view that it actually allows us to see the intrinsic quality of nature more clearly than if we thought of nature as the ultimate reality. And he says that he used to worry before he was a Christian that if he came to believe in God and that nature was a created thing, nature would become sort of artificial and boring, like it was uh, just a stage set or something, and how he's realized that that's not true. In the course of explaining this, he gives us a great meditation on the enormous value and importance of the idea that nature will be restored and that in the new creation, it will really be a new physical creation. It won't be just, you know, a spiritual time in heaven without bodies. And he actually alludes to the passage in Romans 8. So that's been my theme all the way along here. So this starts in this edition on page 66 from C.S. Lewis's book, Miracles. After this, I'm planning to take a couple of weeks break to try to do some other writing, and I encourage you to browse the content elsewhere on the channel. So here we are on the importance of the bodily resurrection and the restoration of nature from C.S. Lewis, Miracles. Nature is by human and probably by divine standards, partly good and partly evil. We Christians believe that she has been corrupted, but the same tang or flavor runs through both her corruptions and her excellences. Everything is in character. Falstaff does not sin in the same way as Othello. Othello's fall bears a close relation to his virtues. If Perdita had fallen, she would not have been bad in the same way as Lady Macbeth. If Lady Macbeth had remained good, her goodness would have been quite different from that of Perdita. The evils we see in nature are, so to speak, the evils proper to this nature. Her very character decreed that if she were corrupted, the corruption would take this form and not another. The horrors of parasitism and the glories of motherhood are good and evil worked out of the same basic theme or idea. I spoke just now of the Latinity of Latin. It is more evident to us than it can have been to the Romans. The Englishness of English is audible only to those who know some other language as well. In the same way and for the same reason, only supernaturalists really see nature. You must go a little way from her and then turn around and look back. Then, at last, the true landscape will become visible. You must have tasted, however briefly, the pure water from beyond the world. 
before you can be distinctly conscious of the hot, salty tang of nature's current. To treat her as God or as everything is to lose the whole pith and pleasure of her. Come out, look back, and then you will see. This astonishing cataract of bears, babies, and bananas, this immoderate deluge of atoms, orchids, oranges, cancers, canaries, fleas, gases, tornadoes, and toads, how could you ever have thought this was the ultimate reality? How could you ever have thought that it was merely a stage set for the moral drama of men and women? She is herself. Offer her neither worship nor contempt. Meet her and know her. If we are immortal, and if she is doomed, as the scientists tell us, to run down and die, we shall miss this half-shy and half-flamboyant creature, this ogress, this hoyden, this incorrigible fairy, this dumb witch. But the theologians tell us that she, like ourselves, is to be redeemed. The vanity to which she was subjected was her disease, not her essence. She will be cured, but cured in character, not tamed, heaven forbid, nor sterilized, we shall still be able to recognize our old enemy, friend, playfellow, and foster mother, so perfected as to be not less but more herself. And that will be a merry meeting. Happy Easter, and thank you for listening. I'm Lydia McGrew.